Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Thanks to my great friend Nat, who I do the Date Fight podcast with, for sending me an article saying that uh, the estimates the government's been working from for intensive care admissions were too low, as they were based on viral pneumonia. That's... That's the wrong disease. Our whole model here is based on the wrong disease. Wrong disease! What what chance do you think your 55% approval rating has of pulling through? Not today, thank you! Good morning. I hope you're well and you've washed your hands. This is Bedford Calling. This is Bedford Calling. I tell you what, if you want to feel peak apocalypse... Walk through Bedford Beals in the middle of a pandemic. Everything is for sale and there is no one there buying it. You could buy a mannequin, like a shop floor one, with a broken breast for £40. Bargain. Uh, I came out of there feeling very positive about humanity and with a £40 mannequin. Uh, Great vibe, great vibe. Um, Just up the road from me here in Bedford, uh, UK, is where the BBC, or some of it at least, was relocated to during the war. I don't know if you knew that. Glenn Miller played here for the American Forces Network and the BBC Symphony Orchestra was based here 80 years on and so much has changed. Uh, Not quite back into rationing, probably about a month off, but uh, I now have the BBC Symphony Orchestra on a little hard drive attached to my computer and this is them playing a tune I wrote this morning recorded on an authentic Marconi Type A microphone at Maidervale Studios What a strange world Uh, But thank you to everyone who sends me little scraps of things they think might be of interest It's really helpful Uh, If you find something you feel I ought to react to or that might be fun to share with everybody it's not today at swanburst.com or you can uh, tweet at not today pod there'll be more of those later uh, did you see the news at 10 last night uh, my new absolute favorite reporter and walking bandsman uh, john k did uh, a report this is the guy who a few weeks ago in the floods uh, stood in a woman's house and she said i just feel a bit lost and uh, he said, lost in your own home. Which is like, yeah. 
Uh, anyway, uh, he's uh, he's uh, doing his usual legendary style of reporting. Uh, here he is talking to uh, a restaurant owner with uh, a, a strong sense of uh, hyperbole. Suddenly, a relaxing meal out is anything but. I prefer the black and white. After seeing what's happened in his native Italy, this restaurant owner says he would accept even tougher restrictions. If the government said, right, now you have to close down completely. I would do it immediately. You do that? Without a doubt. Even if that affects business? That's life. And life is changing for all of us. John Kay, BBC News, Bristol. You shut your restaurant even if it affected your business. Yeah, it might do. Might affect my business, mightn't it? You never... I, yeah, hadn't thought of that, John. The inconsistencies of government policy are catastrophic. In the entertainment industry, every comedian you know and definitely everyone you don't know is probably going to go bankrupt because they're locked into contracts now to do Edinburgh uh, and they're liable for thousands of pounds they don't have. And because the government won't officially shut down public performances, there's no insurance policy in place. They're not going to get a refund and they can't afford it. It costs something like £10,000 to do Edinburgh. And the idea is that hopefully you'll recoup seven or eight thousand of those pounds so you know every performance you watch at edinburgh is almost certainly subsidized by the performer they could probably just come around to your house and give you a tenner and it would be cheaper for them but uh without the government actually saying no this is definitely policy now uh they're never going to get the money back and and they still have to pay out the money it's going to be horrific and you know that's without before you start looking at technicians in front of house stuff uh, i like I, I i like buses i like throwing people under them i got in trouble on twitter yesterday with uh, student vet mummy uh is it in that order i don't think so uh, anyway i got cross i i tweeted uh, a day or two ago that uh i thought some somewhere someone was probably having a quiet little conversation about uh, how one could use this disaster to privatize the nhs effectively and uh, student vet mummy quoted me, hello there, uh, quoted me saying, uh, not one for conspiracy theories, then posts a conspiracy theory. Yeah, all right, yeah, I'll take that, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, she says, I cannot see the privatisation of the NHS ever going ahead. Some aspects have been. Okay. So how can you not see... I mean, whether you do it in one fell swoop or you do it by a thousand... Contracts, surely. Anyway, uh, I worked in a company that supplied oxygen to patients at home. Wow, that's I'd like to buy shares in that company right now. Uh, but this relates to specific services and contracts that are cheaper to outsource than run internally and enable a much tighter grip over SLAs. The patients benefited from this, I can assure you, because any mess up uh, jeopardised the contract. Adding to hysteria by posting this stuff is not helpful. Well, I, I'm I'm sorry, and I saw your hysteria because I enjoyed your crying, laughing face uh, at uh, at my tweet. Uh, I, it's not that I'm trying not to be helpful, and it's not that I'm trying to uh, sow any seeds of any conspiracy theory. But I do think it's worth being aware that whilst we are seeing the best of humanity in these troubled times, uh, who knew? All we needed was a global threat to everyone we love to realise this whole Brexit thing's probably not worth us all falling out over. 
the worst of humanity will be looking at it and wondering how to make a quick buck. In the Second World War, this isn't anything new. In the Second World War, we had the black market. I'm sure you could buy toilet paper on eBay last week. Disaster capitalism is a thing. And it's not that I'm pushing some big Marxist agenda, uh, and not because it doesn't make sense. It does. Sorry, you're basically a communist. I mean, if your friend lost their job, you'd probably buy them a pint. That's communist. Sorry. Shouldn't do that, mate. Uh, you know. If they can't do it, well, Darwin, isn't it? The strongest survivor. We can also be quite a greedy bunch. And our egos are constantly telling us we deserve just, just a little bit more than everybody else because we're, we're a little bit special, aren't we? Uh, so it would be naive, I think, not to think that somewhere, someone was daydreaming about some kind of elective privatised NHS service that could be rolled out from this disaster. And I'm not saying that conversation would amount to anything. I'm not saying it's Boris Johnson who's having it. What I am saying, though, is it is quite important to maintain vigilance over the people in power, especially at times like this when things move fast. You can arrest people for being ill right now. That's OK, but weird and worth checking. This isn't party political. Like, remember the infamous 9-11, this is a good day to bury bad news line. And I dare say that within the green movement, a cause very dear to my heart, there are some people in there looking at the profit angle. But that doesn't mean that everyone's awful and bad and nefarious. While the chaos reigns, though, we do need to keep an eye on the people in power. And privatised companies doing NHS work is all well and good until a crisis like this happens. Because the problem with the free market is that, yes, it increases competitiveness and it drives down prices. But what that means is there's absolutely no slack in the system. And most importantly, there's no reserve because there's no profit margin to be had from a reserve. You want the tight turnover all the time. Companies, like most individuals now, live hand to mouth. They can't survive more than a few weeks without income. We are a civilization with no insurance policy. It's so precarious. And what we need now is really, really big decisive action. We need rent and mortgage freezes, probably fuel bill freezes to get everybody through this. But I think there's still quite a high degree of denial among the people with the money and the power that this is as serious as it is. They're just waiting for the markets to bounce back. And it might be some time. Are we all still friends? Can we do an elbow bump, student vet mummy? Of course we can. I think you're more mummy vet student, aren't you? Surely. Of course you are. Anyway, I asked you yesterday, uh, how has your behaviour changed because of uh, the coronavirus? Uh, and also, how do you load your dishwasher? Because, you know, whatever. Uh, Vegetectus had some thoughts on all of this, uh, responded to my thoughts about what? Cutlery first? My God. This could change everything, everything I tell you. I usually tip the cutlery from the pan I've been storing it in into the sink to be moved again after I've filled the other sections. I now see the madness. You... you didn't do that, did you really? Did you? Are you being sarcastic? I can't tell. <laughs> Would you... no. Cutlery first, man. It's... it's the future. Uh, he also says, uh, I had an awkward situation today. This is a corona uh, situation. Corona orcs. Trying to pull open a shop door without touching it with my hand. Hooking my arm through the door pull. <laughs> I opened the door and then couldn't unhook my arm. I had to sheepishly reclose the door and unhook. 
Then I waited for someone else to enter. <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, measures I'm taking. I'm developing holding my breath for my entire commute. I fainted only 10 times this morning and a record eight this evening. Uh, not looking people in the eye in case of a sudden tear ejaculation and sprinting through areas with anything more than two people. <laughs> I do, yeah. Is anyone doing like weird like moments where you think, I'm just going to hold my breath for this bit? Oh. Celia says, uh, packing the dishwasher. Hang on a minute. This little bowl, this wee bowl. Oh, is it a wee bowl? No, it's a, they, they wobble, you know. They don't fall down. This, this wee bowl has to be in every wash between now and the end of days because there's something icky in the bottom. And if it's not going after one cycle, then I'm not trusting it. Send a picture of the bowl. Uh, but, I mean, everybody waded in on this, by which I mean a guy called Lee, who said, look, look, look. <laughs> okay, bowls in the top. If they're not clean on the first wash, and then in capitals, do not put through again. The gunk is now baked on. I'm with you, Lee. You, it's chisel time, isn't it? You're looking at a, a kitchen knife, I think. And, uh, yeah, you're going to have to... Uh, you're going to have to uh, chisel that stuff off. Uh, I've lost my place. It's fine. Oh, yeah, Celia made the point that this is now the bowl's nesting place. I cannot oust it. It has rights. <laughs> I I quite often I've, I'll I'll put skewers through several times because they lie flat. You know, they're sort of camouflaged against the uh, grill of the dishwasher. And you know how all of this started, don't you? Kibats. Anyway. Um, anyway, Celia says, what sort of lily-livered tomfoolery is this? This bowl is learning its lesson and setting an example to the others. <laughs> I've had a long and very ridiculous day trying to establish C-19 contingency plans in my trust. I am barely cogent. Uh, we're, we're all we're all with you. Uh, Lee said, we've had to scrap dishwashers with glasses still in them. Really? What? Drew says, this is from my friend at the supermarket. I was in H-E-B. Hang on now, what, what supermarket is that? How, home everything bargains. Home eating bargains. Anyway, uh, I was in the produce section and a woman came up to me saying... This is ridiculous. People are all acting like it's the end times. I said something along the lines of, I know, crazy, huh? She then looks at me with a face like this and says, Jesus hasn't come back yet. I said, you're right. And that was the extent of our conversation. Uh, Julie says, I was just watching MasterChef and they were hugging each other and I thought wistfully, oh, remember when you could hug relative strangers? Still nostalgia isn't what it used to be. Uh, Jason says, I did a phone interview for a job today and at the end of it, the interviewer said, I'd like to meet you in person, but I'm not sure how to make that happen. I suggested perhaps we meet in a park and stand six feet apart. <laughs> she said, I'll circle back to you on that. I hope it's a nice big circle. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Joel uh, commented on my observation yesterday that I, I always go for the bottom of the handle when I'm leaving a, uh, a communal washroom in a, an office or whatever. I grab the very bottom of the handle thinking, well, no one will grab that. Joel has uh, quite a low opinion of that. Pretty dim. The notion of opening a door with the bottomest part of the handle is akin to playing the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 in the lotto. You think you're all that, but 10,000 people play those numbers every draw. What I'm saying is, I use the bottom of the handle too. And I'm not the only one. Oh, Henny says, second that, it's the tactic of the vertically challenged, in my case. Joel says, but I'm six foot five. All right. But, you know, 10,000 people playing the... It's not the same in as much as I don't have to... It's not a question of sharing out the germs. I'm saying there's probably a bigger, germier patina on the middle of the handle. And actually, the people grabbing at the bottom of the handle are the people who think about these things more and then therefore probably wash their hands more. It's not the same. It's a false equation, Joel. What are your thoughts at Not Today Pod? Or you can email nottoday at swanburst.com. And uh, Laura says, I've been kicking office doors open like I'm Sporty Spice. <laughs> so tell me what you want. Uh, today, I successfully opened a door wide and slightly hurt and thoroughly surprised a man. <laughs> Very good. A gem in Buxton. We've established it's uh, the town, not the man. Uh, says, hey, Jake, uh, I meant to say thanks for the very entertaining Amal Live on Twitter the other day, although I had to watch it on Amal Plus One. Uh, wondering, though, what's your beef with Brian Kant? 
My mum knew him a bit at school. He let her have a go on his new racing bike once, apparently. Thanks. Oh, I have no beef with Brian Kant. At all. What what Amel's deal is, I, I don't know. I mean, that's just him making stuff up in the moment. I love Brian Kant. He's like one of the best people of all time. And Playaway was the best show ever made. So please don't, please don't uh, mistake my opinion on that with Amel's because I loved that. Uh, Home Alone 5 Outbreak. Neil says, hello there. Because of the COVID-19 outbreak, it was probably best that I didn't go to work today. I decided to work from home. The only problem was I could only do five minutes before getting distracted. Uh, the dishwasher needed doing. Cutlery first. Separate the spoons from the rest. Put them all pointing up. Bowls on one side. Plates on the other. Scrape and rinse. Scrape and rinse. I cannot stress it enough. I haven't showered and I'm sat in my lounges and a Thundercats t-shirt. I don't know what lounges are. Oh. Uh, I can't even have lunch correctly. I've eaten a packet of fig rolls and avocado and the custard that was left in the bottom of the carton. <laughs> oh, that's a correct lunch. That's entirely correct. Is this the future? Are we all going to be feral, unwashed tertiary industry workers but with impeccable kitchens? Do you have any tips on working from home? Well, speaking as a feral, unwashed tertiary industry worker with a an absolute biohazard of a kitchen, uh, no, I don't. I don't have any tips. I don't have any tips at all. I mean, the thing is, do something you want to do, and you'll never do a day's work in your life um, because everybody wants that job, and there's just not enough of it to go around. So your chances of employment are almost nil. Uh, so doing something for for money. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you. Don't know. I'm reasonably self-disciplined with work. Um, don't know. Anyway. Uh, Martin says, uh, I listened to Desert Island Discs on Radio 4 on Sunday with Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe. And I found it truly exhausting listening to his constant questioning intonation. I think it must be a function of coronavirus and un increasingly uncertain world. Keep up the good work. Uh, that's from Martin. Oh, poor Daniel Radcliffe. I like Daniel Radcliffe. Um, I used to be a little bit scathing and I'm not going to be. Uh, Charlotte says, hey, Jake, uh, you asked what we're doing for coronavirus. Well, here in your future home of Normandy... <laughs> You might want to put a pin in that. I'm lying in bed, contemplating our president's decree that we can't do anything anymore. We're only allowed out to buy food or see a doctor. I realised today that because I felt safe being in Europe and all that, I wasn't planning for Brexit meltdown. So I've only got one packet of pasta and four loo rolls. So what I'm doing is feeling really anxious and hoping that the thrill of you mentioning this might distract me from the anxiety for a few minutes. Thanks for what you do. Don't underestimate it. Oh, that's very lovely. Oh, yours feeling a long way from home, Charlotte. Oh, oh, poor Charlotte. Yeah, I can imagine that that must feel a bit bewildering. Uh, I think everyone who's apart from people that they love and feeling like they can't go and see them right now is is probably feeling quite similar. I'm sure exacerbated by being across the sea, but... Um, uh, well, let's all say hello to Lottie. If you're on Twitter, she's 
at Lottien, L-O-T-T-I-E-N. Everybody say hi. Um, that's L-O-T-T-I-E-N. Uh, it, it is bewildering and it is hard. And uh, I, I think it will pass and take heart from the fact that I think everybody's quite strongly wanting to reconnect. And uh, I do hope this podcast f- feels like that. And and the door is still open for any of your sort of coronavirus observations. And, and um, I really appreciate uh, people being, honesty, being honest and having emotional courage to say how they're feeling. Uh, hang in there, Charlotte. We're, we, we're, we're all with you right here, if, if not specifically there. Uh, we are thinking of you. How about that? Um, in the meantime, just to give you the emotional bends, it's time for this. Yes, it's time to play Turn a Phrase, uh, where you have to guess what the picture uh, the picture is describing as Turn a Phrases go. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to explain this. It's fine. Uh, and Jem uh, has uh, done the drawing for this for us. Uh, you've decided what the turn of phrase is. It's a switcheroo this week. I have to guess what the turn of phrase is. I realised I didn't actually really make a guess yesterday, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, we're going to reveal the next square. I'm going to see another little panel of the picture and see if I can work out what Mr. Chris... What's Mr. Crisp's up to now? So let's reveal today's square. OK. Well, there's Mr. Crisp's. Uh, and I can see what I think is the word Crisp's behind his head. And so he's still got the sort of jiggling foot and I can see his face, his little googly eyes. Uh, we'll put this on Twitter uh, so you can have a look. It's at Not Today Pod. Um, what's he doing there? Now, his, ooh, his facial expression is changing. There's like a smile that goes into a uh, maybe not a smile. And the smile drops when his foot retracts by the look of it. I'm going to guess it's um, <laughs> stabbed in the nuts. <laughs> I loved it when people would just go for really bizarre phrases that didn't really exist. Is it stabbed in the nuts? Uh, that's my guess uh, for today. Uh, I suspect I'm almost certainly wrong. Uh, also, we've got Hedy's Guess the Truth quiz. Yes, this uh, this will run all week. Uh, thanks so much for that email, Hedy. Uh, there are questions. I have to guess what's true, and then I can click uh, to find out the answer. Question two. Uh, the tiny plastic or metal covering of the tip of a shoelace is called a spong. A spong. Uh, I'm going to say yes. That sounds... No, spong is wrong. The tip is called an aglet. The spong is a tongue-shaped piece of land annexed to a field. Ironically, my spong is full of disused aglets. <laughs> I did not know that about a spong. I love that. Uh, spang is one of my favourite uh, onomatopoeic. It's the frying pan connecting with the back of the head, isn't it? Spang! Ah, oh, it's my favourite. Um, look, I'm going to leave you with this uh, because uh, I think we could all do with uh, a bit of a laugh and a reminder that we're all human beings. Uh, Joel, thanks so much for sharing this with me. Uh, says, in all that's going on around the world right now, having incidents like this where a mayor goes full naked gun and goes to the toilet with his mic still on makes life a bit more bearable. I, uh, When I first heard this, I thought this is faked. 
this has been faked, but it hasn't. And you can tell by the reaction of the uh, woman, the councillor, who tries to keep talking through it. Uh, so he, there's a council meeting. It's all very serious about the coronavirus. And he goes off to the loo. And Lisa's mic on and everyone can hear. And this woman gamely tries to keep talking because it's very serious, coronavirus. Take care of yourselves. Um, try not to be afraid. And uh, we're always here. It's at Not Today Pod on Twitter, uh, or it's Not Today at Swanburst.com. Um, it's all going to be all right. Uh, and enjoy, enjoy this. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you, Mayor. I'll try and keep this brief. Um, I won't belabor all the details. I'm sure most of you remember Mr. Guest's presentation from last time, and I imagine he's going to hit some of the highlights here in a minute. But the thing is that these deadly infections, there's something we can do about it. And what we can do is call on represent, uh, governmental representatives that are higher One. up the chain of... <laughs> And ask for action at the federal level. Um, I am um, aware of Mr. Brainerd's concerns that he raised last time, and there were there would be instances where I actually agree that we should take action locally first. But there are not any um, KFO operations in Georgetown, so for us to just say it within the city limits. Would be <laughs> would be an empty gesture. Um, so, and also these diseases don't know any boundaries. So a state by state approach would just mean that the... <laughs> this has been a Swanburst Media production. 